Welcome back. You're listening to Chanel Aaron at Sheer Bliss, the podcast about exploring life purpose as an introvert. So today will be quite a short episode. I am feeling pretty tired and I'm actually heading out to a camping trip close by in California where I'm located. And so today's episode will be quite brief, but I think it's an important episode to touch upon just because I myself, like I have said many, many times in this podcast, am Asian American. And I have spoken about different issues regarding Asian Americans in the past few episodes. And I recognize the importance of continuing to share my experience. And I've done so through really trivial topics such as friendships, relationships, growing up in the Bay Area, all of those different factors that can highlight and paint a picture of what it's like being Asian American in the United States, specifically in the area that I'm in, which is the Bay Area. But today's topic is a little bit different, and today's topic is touching upon the more serious sides of being Asian American in the United States. And I think that oftentimes when we discuss BIPOC and this sort of narrative and advocate and advocating for these groups of people, we do leave out. Asian Americans. There are so many systems that favor BAPOC and prop up BAPOC, especially within more grounded communities that seek to have just systems. And this is within progressive communities like the ones that I'm familiar with and the ones that I've grown up in, mainly the school systems that have different different opportunities for BIPOC as well as things like grad school systems, just a lot of things that are good at recognizing the injustices that are done to BIPOC within the greater system and creating societal change that advocates for BIPOC. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times, and especially within the period of 2020 and um, this past year, I think it's really been shown to me that the systems that do favor an advocate for BIPOC oftentimes leave Asian Americans out of it. And I think media is more prone to discussing the racial distinctions and injustices against specific groups of people and at the moment in the last week there has been a huge surge in trying to highlight the fact that there are Asian Americans that are facing a lot of injustices maybe perhaps not systemically but in violent actions that are taken against them And I wanted to read to you these stories that have been coming out because I think it puts a different perspective when you hear about these stories read 
from an actual person as opposed to an anonymous news article or things like that. So let me just read them to you. So this one is from February 18th, 2021. Hate crimes against Asian Americans are on the rise. Many say more policing isn't the answer. Okay, so this is the story of Amanda Nguyen. And she says, I was mad like blood boiling through my veins now watching my community get slaughtered. Says Nguyen, a civil rights activist who was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for her work in advocating for sexual assault survivors. So the AAPI, which is the Asian American Pacific Islander Data, which is a demographic data and policy research and located in, I believe, the United States, was actually opening up an, a report system where you could submit acts of violence against Asian Americans. And in 2020, there were 2,280 2, reports that were submitted between March of 2020 to December of 2020. And in January, Biden actually signed an executive order kind of highlighting the discrimination and violence against Asian Americans and trying to support the initiative to decrease the violence. And the truth of the matter is that there are so many systems that favor BAPOC and leave Asians out of it. I don't want to ever, ever, ever make this a BIPOC against BIPOC situation because it's not. And the truth of the matter is though that when we have advocated for individuals within the BIPOC communities this past year, very few people talked about Asian American rights and Asian American justice. The truth of the matter is that we set the stage for a really great, wonderful movement that highlighted violence against black people in 2020 and violence against minorities like Hispanics and Latinos. And that's perfectly fine and that's perfectly acceptable. And I'm very happy for the amount that we were able to galvanize and gather support for that movement. But the fact that there be a POC who have been silent through this time and have completely disregarded and left out any sort of voice for Asian Americans is kind of disgusting to me, to, to be frank. And for white people to say, hi, we advocate for black rights and black justice, but to be silent on social media for the justice for Asian Americans is disgusting to me as well. The truth of the matter is that the statistics are that the majority of the population in 2030, 2030, which is less than nine years from now, the majority of the population will be made out of Hispanic and Latino people. And that's perfectly fine. And I'm happy about that. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that the systems that favor BIPOC really, really leave out Asian Americans. 
and it just so happens that I grew up again in the Bay Area, a place where it's privileged and I don't need to usually worry about walking around as an Asian American or anything like that. But recently I've been considering schools in other places and I really just double-taked and I double-took when I thought about med school in a different state where I don't know how people would treat me and I don't know how people would respond to me with if they would advocate for me as well if I were going through the same things that that BAPOC were. Already, again, I've really talked about this before, but the whole grad school and the whole medical school admissions process highly favors BAPOC, and that's fine. Again, that's fine because supposedly it's okay for patients to select what type of providers they want and if you want someone who looks just like you that's fine but in that regard i really do feel like it's also important to include asians within the advocacy for minorities i believe asians make up two percent of the united states population let me double check on that. I don't want to quote anything incorrect about that. Okay, Asian Americans represent 5.6% of the total American population. The largest ethnic groups were Chinese in 3.7 million people, Filipino 3.4, Indian 3.1, etc. So I'm just saying the truth is that Asian Americans are more of a minority than what we consider to be a POC for the most part, just by numbers. And I know that if I went to the middle of nowhere in Hicktown, wherever, in, in the south or in the middle of the states, I would probably face some discrimination for being Asian American. I don't face that here on a daily basis, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that, that I have again, the privilege to be in an area where I don't face that. But the fact that there's advocacy for POC not to face that anywhere, but not the same amount of support for Asian Americans and the lives of Asian Americans, it's disgusting. I say this because we have been condemning police violence and personal violence against black people in the last nine months and I continuously educate myself on that topic over and over again but the truth is that we have not condemned the perpetrators of violence against Asian Americans to any degree to the same level as we have for BAPOC that are not Asian American and to me that is absolutely the definition of injustice. How can you support one group and claim that you care about the well-being of all people because everyone deserves equal treatment under the law and everyone is humanized and everyone deserves humanity and grace and support as people to fulfill their purpose in the United States and you don't condemn the acts that have been placed on Asian Americans in the last few weeks, months, years. 
let that sink in. So for those of you that are not speaking up about this issue right now, that's fine. That is fine, but do not criticize Asian Americans for speaking up against their injustices done against them because you somehow think it's less than what the system has done to BIPOC. That's just... No. No. And I think that it's interesting to consider the fact that at some point, the majority will not be the majority anymore and the minorities within this United States will not be the minorities anymore based on how the trends are going. So what happens when white people are not the majority? What happens when they're the minority? What does that mean for BIPOC? What does that mean for Asian Americans? The truth is that this whole idea of justice and equal treatment under the law and valuing each person regardless of their skin color is not about isolating certain groups to lift them up and at the moment we have done that for certain people white or not we have done that for certain people we have said these people deserve special treatment in these locations these people deserve special treatment just because they're white And then we've compensated by saying that certain BIPOC deserves special treatment because they're not white. And in that equation and in that conversation, we've left out 5.6% of the United States population, which is a tiny amount of people, but it affects people's lives. And you can say that, sure, Asian Americans are overrepresented in different categories, but at the same time, so are white people. White people are overrepresented in so many categories. And the fact of the matter is that no one goes around stripping white people of certain privileges. No one goes around and says, well, white people can no longer have favorable admissions to grad school or have an equal opportunity under merit for, for whatever reason. Unfortunately, I feel like it just feels like we've isolated and propped up groups for different reasons for hundreds of years, and now we're doing that for a different group of people, and we're advocating for their rights, and I think it's good, but at the end of the day, like I said, at some point, the majority is not going to be the majority, the minority is going to be the majority at some point, and they may not look like white people and then what so i really think it's about acknowledging the humanity in every single group and every single person that exists and basing treatment of people off of their character and their merit as individuals the fact of the matter is i don't think i will excuse bipc behavior violence against asian americans just as i will not excuse Asian American prejudice against BIPOC, just as I will not excuse the treatment of people like who are naive and white and have racist actions against other people, violent or not. I feel like 
it's in, it's just inexcusable for Asian Americans to speak up for other people and support them. And then sometimes we're seeing in the news that BIPOC are performing these violent acts against Asian Americans, like pushing them, assaulting them physically, like violent acts. And then for the BIPOC community to excuse that behavior and say, well, they're BIPOC, like they feel wronged by Asian Americans. Asian Americans have taken away this, this, is that from them. No, 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 no. Like that's just so despicable to me. Do not ever support the violent actions of another person that takes away the humanity of another. Regardless of your skin color, regardless of who you are, regardless of your status, regardless of what you do, it's just completely inappropriate. And it makes me so upset. So I'm just saying, like, we have we have the longitudinal century long systems that have had hundreds, thousands of years of favoring white people and placing them on a pedestal. And over the last 20 years, we've done reparations societally and more than 20 years, probably the last 40 to 50 years, we've done reparations in law and socially outside of law. And 2020 was just another one of those reparations. And it was beautiful and cathartic for a lot of people, I imagine, to finally stand up and say, the way we are being treated as BIPOC is not okay. It is not okay, and we deserve to be treated and valued as human beings, regardless of the color of our skin. And I loved that aspect. But in that process, for Asian Americans to be dismissed out of the equation and to be labeled as some sort of perpetrator of of the system was wrongly placed in my opinion. The truth is that I do not think that people have spoken up enough about the Asian American violence that has occurred in the last few years. I don't think people have spoken up about... Okay, let me just put it this way. So let me just put it this way. Let me just put it into perspective, guys, okay? So I was walking in Wonder Lake County Park, which has a Folger stable in Woodside, California. This is like a very beautiful place in the Redwoods. It's wonderful. And there was a plaque that I saw. Folger is, yes, the coffee man who built a coffee empire uh, with his Folger coffee brand. He, he owns a stable, or he owned the stable property in Woodside, California many, many years ago. Guess what the plaque said? The plaque said, these are the stones that were built and brought by the Asian Americans. I think it said Chinese, but I'm not sure exactly. And it said 1800s, or sorry, it didn't say 1800s, it said something like 19-something on the plaque. And the truth is that the history of Asian Americans in the United States gets so erased and it's not like we need to rehash anything 
but we need to be acknowledged just as much as any other group as a minority, which we are a minority in the United States. And I think it's it's just the idea that lending a hand to those that you want to support for the last nine months and not getting that support back is unjust. It's unjust. It's It feels like you lent your hand out to someone who was on the ground, helped pick them back up, then some bicyclist knocked you over and pushed you down, and the person just walks away. The person and the people that you lent that support to just turned around and walked away. It is not okay. This topic makes me heated for a lot of reasons. And the truth is, in my own life, I have absolutely experienced the way that BAPOC have treated Asian people, sometimes not the best. I've told this story before, I think. I was living with four Hispanic girls in college. Again, my family didn't have a lot of income, and these girls also were in similar situations, and so we found an apartment, two bedroom, five people living, and I was living in a triple, paying like 500 or something a month, which is amazing for rent in college. Of course, it made a lot of things very difficult, like studying and all that for five people. You can imagine one bathroom. Anyways, my point being is one of the girls told me, like, her grandma told her never to marry an Asian person because they had ugly eyes. And hearing those things, of course, that's not what that girl thought, but even hearing those things, I was offended. Of course, like, that's not racist behavior, of course, but it just goes to show that even BIPOC can and do have their prejudices against Asian people. And to pretend that those don't exist, so yeah, sometimes vice versa, sometimes Asian people have their pre- prejudices against BAPOC, especially the older generation, but to pretend like those prejudices don't exist one way or the other is is quite naive, and to pretend that BAPOC are completely innocent in in their actions, even if they, even if there's some of them that perpetuate violence against specifically targeting Asian Americans, that's naive as well. Like, let's not pretend. And the truth of the matter is that, like, even in the system of medicine, there are articles and journals that suggest that people feel more comfortable as patients with people who look like them, and people feel more supported by people who look like them. Um, that's good. That's awesome. I feel the same way. Sometimes if I go to a provider and I think, oh, well, I see the Asian-American lady and I feel like wow she she's amazing and I really admire her because she is a representation of what I can be in the future as well and and again I'm going to medical school in the fall but then there are also instances that I've interacted and really had patients that I deal with in my day-to-day job and I don't feel like they respect me because I'm Asian and these come from white people, and these also come from BIPOC. 
and they, sometimes I'm working with a BIPOC patient and I don't feel like, you know, they want me to see them because I'm Asian. And I don't know if that's just elevated because of the last year and their kind of xenophobia has been elevated because they're afraid of what my appearance represents in terms of potentially having COVID. But the truth of the matter is that I don't believe that racism can only be unidirectional. I believe it can come from all directions and that we have to actively fight against our biases against every single group of people. And we have to actively examine if we do have these biases because yeah, there can be a patient that is, for example, my uncle is Hispanic. I'll say that. He's Hispanic because he married my aunt by blood. Um, my aunt by blood is a Taiwanese woman who immigrated here and my uncle is the chillest guy ever. Super, super cool. And what happens, what I happen to know is that he comes from a multi-generational household where he, his household has been here for multiple generations, meaning I think his grandparents were here also. And his own parents did not know how to speak English. He barely knows how to read English. And he may feel more comfortable with a provider that looks like him, who is Spanish-speaking, because there's some connection there. But I also think that if I were to be his provider for his mom, she would not be very kind to me. And I don't know if there is something to be said about the balance between wanting to maintain your own culture and loving your own culture and then also the balance between not wanting to integrate within the system of the the culture that you're in i cannot comprehend wanting to move to the united states and not for in his family situation and a lot of other family situation not trying to get on the page where you can thrive in this environment, A, by first learning the language, and I don't know, that's just something that I did not grow up, and I guess that's, that kind of is a factor that gives a lot of Asian American tiger parents some sort of advantage because they do come to the United States and they're so eager to completely rid themselves of their own culture to to learn about and fit in into the American society and I'm not saying either is good or bad but I think there needs to be a balance if you're coming to the United States and and you like my uncle his family has been here for generations and and his own mom barely knows how to read English. You know, I just think there's like something to be said about that. But my point is that my ultimate point is that I don't think that we've really understood the systems, especially in, in medicine, why it is that there are better outcomes with people who look like you, 
who are treating you. Why is that? Part of it can be racism. Like, what do we say if a patient who is white says they want a white provider? And what happens if a patient that's black says, I want a black provider? And what happens if a person who's Asian says, I want an Asian provider? And a person who's Hispanic says, I want a Hispanic provider, etc., etc., down the line. That is something that I don't understand. That's something that I feel like if we saw a white person doing that, it would be racist. It would be racist. If we saw a black person doing that to an Asian person, would that be racist? If we saw a Hispanic person doing that to an Asian person, would that be racist? If we saw an Asian person doing that to a black person, we would say it's racist. If we saw an Asian person doing that to a Hispanic person, we would say that's racist. If we saw a white person doing that to an Asian person, we would say that's racist. So, how come, how come Asian Americans are just completely left out of this equation of racism and the racism seems to be, oh, well, a white person can be racist against an Asian person. An Asian person can be racist against a black or Hispanic person, but it can't be the other way. Like, that's just completely... It's just... it Make it make sense. Like, that just does not make sense. My understanding of racism is that any group of people can be racist to any other group of people, and that... Again, we have to emphasize humanity and we have to emphasize the act of showing grace to every single person regardless of what color they look like. And that's that. I hope you all have a good week and I hope that you did not mind my strong opinions and my strong thoughts on this whole situation. And talk to you soon.